0: This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're joined in the studio on the third floor of the state capitol by Barbara Van Epps, the new executive director for the New York Conference of Mayors, who's here to talk about some of their top priorities for municipal leaders around the state. Welcome to the show, Barbara, and congrats on the promotion. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So I have to imagine the top of your to-do list for the budget process in 2024, like it is most years, is securing some sort of additional state support for local governments, Uh, given the stagnant nature of state aid uh, to municipalities, what are you hoping to secure in the state budget that's due on March 31st, specifically in that aid to municipalities pool of funding?
1: Well, since it's been 15 years without an increase, we're hoping to secure anything at this point, Dave. We're, we're just, we're baffled by the fact and frustrated, as you can imagine, that it has gone that long without giving increases to our cities and villages and our towns, because they are part of the AIM program as mm-hmm. well. We're at a total of seven hundred and fifteen million dollars and that's it's just not enough. So we have taken different approaches to try to get the governor and the legislature to focus on this and we're gonna we're gonna try again this year.
0: Do you start that process from a baseline of assuming you're gonna get the same funding as next year or same funding as the previous years? Or do you come at this with a more dire thought that we got to make sure we get that initial investment and, and then we can build upon it? I mean, do you worry about going backwards?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons why people don't like to talk about AIM funding because the fear is that there's going to be winners and losers. And we clearly don't want that to happen. We want to maintain that $715 million and we want to grow from that. And we, you know, it would cost them about $300 million to get us up to where uh, cost of living increased for the last 15 years. We understand that's a big number. They can do it over multi-years, you know, start small and build on that, whatever it takes. But we need something. Obviously, inflation is rising. ARP has gone away. Sales tax are flattening. And there are still needs out there. We still need to provide the services to our residents.
0: When it comes to AIM funding, there's this argument that the formula has winners and losers in it. So do you approach this from the idea of you just want to see additional investments in the current system, or would you like to see someone open up the engine, so to speak, and sort of tinker around in there?
1: Unfortunately, I think when you do that, what you suggested
0: opening it up, that's going to take even
1: longer. I mean, the formula has never worked. It's been not withstood for many, many years. And yes, there are certain folks that get you know, more per capita than others. And obviously, if there's a way to resolve those inequities, we'd like to see that done. But we don't want it to take forever. And again, we don't want to take away from some to give to others. So we think we just have to build on
0: what we have at this time. Well, sticking with the budget, are there other pools of existing funding that you're hoping to get a boost in the upcoming fiscal year that you really focused on getting additional investment?
1: So, obviously, infrastructure has been a big issue for us for many years, and the state has been more generous in recent years, both in terms of transportation aid as well as water and sewer funding. But you know, once again, labor is increasing, materials and supplies are increasing, and our needs are clearly increasing. So we need to continue those investments. It took us eight years to get an increase in CHIPS funding. And while they've been focusing on that a little more in recent years, we just want to make sure these increases are coming at an annual basis.
0: Yeah, when it comes to the the CHIPS funding, which is basically money for our roads, what are you looking for? Because there's all sorts of proposals here in Albany when it comes to CHIPS funding, which include expanding what's eligible for spending the, the CHIPS money on to just increasing the amount of CHIPS money. So what do the Conference of Mayors want to see done?
1: Expanding the eligibility would be good. We just want to see them continue to increase CHIPS, as you may know they've created lots of little programs to go along with CHIPS. There's the Extreme Winter Recovery. There's the Pave our Potholes. There's the Pave New York. And they all essentially run through the same CHIPS formula, and that's fine. I think it's a little more complex. It's a little more complicated for our members. But I think most of our members use that money. If they don't use it in the current year, they eventually end up using it because they are allowed to roll it over. But we just want to see greater investment particularly in our places that have more density, more downtowns. They want to make them walkable. They want to make them pedestrian-friendly. So CHIPS funding, any type of highway funding, helps us with that. So, yeah, what is
0: the rationale for that sort of piecemeal approach to the road funding that we've seen in recent years where, like you said, they've created new programs that all sort of get distributed in the same way as CHIPS? Is there any thing that makes sense to you having been around albany for you know 20 years now so
1: i wish i knew the answer to that in the early days of when they created these programs i thought it was because they don't want to increase that chip's base Mm -hmm. because if the legislature adds a program then the governor in her upcoming budget can say well that was a legislative ad so i'm not going to do that and we have to continue to fight for those little pieces of aid that they've added on so that was what i thought it was to make it easier to not have to increase that base and have that have to continue year after year Mm -hmm. But now it's been several years, and they maintain those other additional programs. Yeah, we expect them
0: to be done every year now. Which we're
1: happy about. So that's a good thing. Whether they'll ever get to the point where they will consolidate them all, that remains to be seen.
0: So what's the consequence, then, of not getting additional state dollars into these road programs? Is it the case that municipalities are just having to pick up more of the slack, or that just work isn't getting done?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think sometimes because municipalities have so many essential services that they have to provide, you know, they have to make sure the lights are on, they have to make sure the water's running, that some of these capital projects get set aside because they just don't have the funding to do them. There are other things that take priority. There's another example of where 37 cities in New York State maintain state arterial highways, For the state, it's a shared service program. So the state arterials, state-owned arterials that run through those cities, Mm -hmm. those cities maintain those state arterials. That reimbursement, they get reimbursed for that. That reimbursement rate has been 85 cents per square yard since 1987. So that's a great example where we're trying to be helpful, but if we don't get an increase in that, we're going to have to walk away from that. And that's going to be an additional burden to the state.
0: So you mentioned water in that conversation about services that municipalities provide. And I know you guys are looking for some new funding in the area of water. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So this is something that's been talked about for several years now. The concept is really chips for water and sewer. So the majority of our cities and villages own and operate their own water and sewer systems, but there is no consistent, reliable source of funding that comes to them every year to handle those necessary upgrades and that preventative maintenance that's really necessary so they don't have the water main breaks and they don't have the bridges collapsing. The money that's out there right now is really grant money or loan money, and it's competitive. And while a lot of our members have benefited from that, they really need a continuous, reliable stream of funding to help them do what they need to do. So we call it chips for water and sewer. Is basically what we're looking for. Just something we can rely on every year based on the amount of pipes they have in their communities.
0: So, if you're looking for recurring funding, then this isn't necessarily something that the state can approach with a big, say, multi billion dollar bond. You're looking for, say, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in recurring budgets.
1: We know we may need to start out small and again grow that program. We're up to five billion dollars in the Clean Water Infrastructure Act. We're not saying walk away from that. Keep some of that money for grants and loans, but then start by giving municipalities with these systems an annual stream of funding.
0: So heading into this year's uh, budget, given the framing around it by Governor Kathy Hochul and her resistance to increasing spending and her resistance to increasing taxes, would you say you're super optimistic about uh, getting all this or super duper optimistic?
1: I'm glad you phrased it that way. Let's go with super. Um, we know this This is a tough year, but every year we are facing considerable deficits, at least for the last several years. So we recognize these are difficult decisions. We want a seat at the table. We want to be brought to the top of the list. I mean, lots of other the schools get a lot of money, lots of other not-for-profits. You know, everyone's out there struggling. We all need to get a share, and we're just hoping that that we can be one of those groups that actually get some of that money that they're going to spend.
0: Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Barbara Van Epps. They're the executive director for the New York Conference of Mayors. Barbara, thank you so much for visiting us and congrats on the title. Thanks so much.
1: Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local, state, and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.